For centuries, those who believed in the God of Abraham had sacrifices that pointed to the coming of the Messiah and the redemption from sin. There probably was guilt, remorse, anguish at the sacrifice of the lamb and what that symbolized. But eventually, it became a habitual ritual that just got done. Well, because. However, those who knew, knew and believed. And when the Messiah was born, those who knew, even as far away as the East, they knew and believed and lived accordingly. The rest, those that said they believed but chose to live otherwise, they crucified him, watched as he suffered and did very little about it. But that sacrifice at the cross did not diminish Christ. It allowed freedom for everyone and I mean everyone. So much so, the Ethiopian didn't want another minute to pass without being baptized in Christ. That's truth. It sets you free. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U, a weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Brendan Albury and this is Sabbath School University. During today's discussion, I would like to introduce our guest. First, can you tell us your name and what are you studying here at the University Campus of Andrews? Well, my name is Ricardo, Ricardo Barif, and uh, it's good to be back on the program. I'm studying the Master of Divinity program, and my emphasis is in uh, Old Testament. My name is Guilherme Borda. I'm from Brazil, and I'm studying theology here at Andrews University as well. My name is Morris Thompson, and I'm studying um, uh, Master's in Divinity at Andrews. Excellent, excellent, guys. Well, but before we begin today's discussion, uh, Guillermo, can you please pray for us? Okay. Uh, and after which, can you read our key text? Okay. And I'm going to pray in Spanish, uh, you know, for all the listeners uh, who are Spanish speakers. Excellent. Is that fine? Excellent. Okay. Sí, sí, I should do that. Querido Dios, deseamos pedir que el Espíritu Santo pueda nos conducir en el estudio de tu palabra para que podamos comprender más de tu voluntad. Gracias te damos y oramos en el nombre de Jesús. Amén. Amén. Our key text today is 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. Guillermo, can you please read in English for us? <laughs> okay, that that will be okay. Well, it says uh, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24 says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross, that we might die to sin and live to righteousness for by his wounds you were healed mm. amen amen, amen. Mm. he who was peter talking about who was he is it jesus yes he's talking about jesus he's talking Christ. about jesus amen and why did we need jesus as our sacrifice i think um, one of our, our program on our previous program we talked about a sacrifice um, sacrifice is that uh, in order to be a sacrifice it needs to die and so <coughs> in order for Jesus to be our sacrifice he needs to die the thing is that we can be sacrifices for ourselves mm. because all mm. of sin 
and deserve to die. So we can be our own sacrifices. The thing is, but if we are our own sacrifice, there is no chance of coming back from the dead. Mm. You see? So in order for us to be assured of life, then someone else has to be our sacrifice. So Jesus is our sacrifice so that we don't have to die. Okay. Mm. An interesting aspect also in Scripture, in Hebrews uh, 10 and verse mm. 4, um, it says, Hebrews 10 verse 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sins. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it's, it's great that uh, we have this assurance uh, that somebody else can die for us, but it cannot be only a, a bull or a goat. So it shows to us that the whole sacrificial system that it's, it's being discussed also during this series uh, of studies, that God taught to the people back in Israel, in the Old Testament, it is not enough. It is a shadow. It is a symbol for the real perfect sacrifice of Jesus Christ for ourselves. Amen. And you know, based off that shadow, that symbol, we can see that the sacrifice has to be pure. Mm -hmm. Now, like Ricardo said, we can be our own sacrifice. Let's think for a second that we are our own sacrifice. <laughs> While we think about that, we're thinking about our sins because we're not pure. Okay. None of us are pure. And so if we tried to sacrifice ourselves, we wouldn't match up to heaven's standard. No. So Christ had to step in and be the pure sacrifice for us. Hebrews 9.22 says, Under the law, everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, there can be no remission or forgiveness of sins. So Christ, who, are, who is our perfect sacrifice, came down and died on the cross for us because he was pure. That's why he needs to be our sacrifice. Amen. Amen. So tell me, no cliches, all right? Mm. What does Jesus' sacrifice mean to you? It's the only way out. He is the only way out. So we are stuck in this world with sin. We got ourselves into this mess. Now we need a way out, and the only way out is Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, you know, I've never really given it in a serious thought, you know, like what does Jesus sacrifice mean to me I, I know I've accepted Jesus as my sacrifice but it's funny you ask the question because I've never really sat and you know thought about you know what does it mean to me mm -hmm. um, but now that you ask I could say probably that I don't have to die because mm -hmm. someone has died for me mm -hmm. and so I don't have to die I don't have to be lost forever because God loved me so much that he died so that I don't have to die. Mm -hmm. mm. And that to me is And you're talking about is the everything. eternal death. Yeah. Oh, okay. That to me is everything. You know? All right. And Morris? Um, without taking too much time, uh, some of the words that come to mind is uh, peace, peace of mind, joy. You know, those are some of the things that come to mind, you know, relief. Because if Jesus wasn't my sacrifice, I'd be worrying, would I make it to heaven? Would I be good enough to make it to the kingdom? I don't have to worry about that because Christ took my place on the cross. I don't have to die. I don't have to pay the penalty of sin because Christ took my place on the cross. He was my sacrifice. I remember um, someone asked me this question a few years ago and there are two words that came to mind already done hmm. already done that's what Jesus means to me it's hmm. already done mm -hmm. all yeah. I have to do is show up hmm. and uh, that's something that we need to think about mm -hmm. uh,
what does Jesus' sacrifice mean to us? Uh, Morris, is it possible that you can turn to the book of Hebrews, chapter 2? Yes. From verses 14 to 18. And it reads, And as much then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Mm -hmm. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. Amen. 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 I want to ask you. You seem like you want to jump, Brother Ricardo. <laughs> all right. Why was it fitting for God to let Jesus suffer? <laughs> I, I, you know, it, uh, the the passage says that um, you know he had to go through all of this so that he might be um, not just a merciful and faithful high priest, but that he himself suffered, being tempted, mm -hmm. that he's he's able to to aid those mm -hmm. who are being tempted. Uh, I'm thinking if I'm going through a situation, mm. um, let's say. I don't want to call call any sickness on myself, but let's say I'm I'm going I'm I have cancer, and somebody comes to me and tell me, oh oh never mind it's all right you know everything's gonna be. I'm saying to them, you've never had cancer. What are you talking about? <laughs> you know you don't know what I'm feeling. Um so so they're disqualified from partaking in my experience because they've never. Um, been through what I'm being, what I'm, I'm going through, mm -hmm. and it's the same thing with Jesus. If Jesus had not become like man, and if he had not gone, gone, been through all the suffering and pain that sin caused, mm -hmm. now we have the right to say to him, "What are you talking about?" Okay, you know, you've never been through what we've been through, mm -hmm. and Satan can say to him, "You've never been through what." human beings have been through so what are you talking about so jesus went through all of that in order to have authority in order to show that listen i can i can do all these things i can speak about this because i have been there okay. and as the saying goes i've done that <laughs> you know? hmm. Hmm. anyone else why was it fitting for god to let jesus suffer well there's an interesting aspect in that that Jesus, uh, as the text here says, refers to Jesus as the high priest, the faithful high priest. Now, it's interesting that Jesus is the faithful high priest. Mm -hmm. And also, as it says in, in John 1.29, in the words of John the Baptist, that he is the Lamb of God, and he is God. So he is God. He created us. Now, we need somebody to die for us. He dies for us. Mm. He's the Lamb of God. And he's also the high priest who intercedes for us. So it's interesting that really Jesus is all that we need. Jesus is our all. Mm -hmm. Oh, no. Well, definitely uh, a text comes to mind. It's in Hebrews chapter 9, um, verses 26 to 28. I'll read it for you. Uh, it says, Then Christ would have to suffer many times since the creation of the world. 
But now he has appeared once for all at the end of the ages to do away with sin by the sacrifice of himself. Just as man is destined to mm. die once mm. and after that to face judgment, so Christ was sacrificed once to take away the sins of many people. And he will appear a second time, not to bear sin, but to bring salvation to those who are willing, waiting for him. So basically what you yeah. were saying, you know, Ricardo and Guillermo, you know, that empathy, you know, sympathy and empathy, they go hand in hand. You know, mm -hmm. God has never, that's one thing I've realized about God and his son, Jesus Christ. Jesus has never asked us to do something that he has never done before. Mm. Nothing. You know, I'm I'm not gonna go off the charts, uh, but but when you even think about, um, you know, sacrificing oneself to deny self daily, um, we spoke about it uh, in a discussion a few weeks back. To die of self daily, I mean, didn't Jesus have to deny himself as the Son? Yeah. I mean, to remove his divine powers and be human when people threw stones at him and spat on him and ridiculed him and called him names. I mean, I remember as a boy, my parents said to me, sticks and stones will break your bones, but words will never hurt me. I don't know about all of that. <laughs> words hurt. Mm -hmm. But yet Jesus was ridiculed and God saw his son being suffered every day, all because I remember a text keenly. It says, for I am persecuted like mm -hmm. Christ mm -hmm. as followers of Jesus. True who has been persecuted, we must yes. be persecuted as mm -hmm. well. We must suffer. And God, in my opinion, allowed his son, Jesus, to suffer mm -hmm. because he didn't want to tell you and I, we have to suffer yeah. while his son was sitting up in the throne mm -hmm. in his nice seat mm -hmm. and, you know, mm -hmm. waiting for us to come to heaven. No, Jesus paved the way for us. Mm -hmm. I, you, go, go ahead. And one of the things that I realize from my personal study is that God never claims anything or any position that he he hasn't earned mm. so he he doesn't claim to be creator until he has created he doesn't claim to be lord of your life until he comes into your life he doesn't claim to be savior until he died for you he doesn't claim to be the lamb of god until he has sacrificed himself he doesn't claim to be high priest until he has been through all that mm -hmm. thing so god doesn't make any claims yeah. unless he has earned it himself yeah mm -hmm. so that we don't have any 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 excuse to say you don't have any rights mm -hmm. because he has all rights because he has done it just real quick you know god christ suffered so that he didn't have an advantage when he was on the cross hmm. he could be an ultimate sacrifice because he suffered like men do you know, um, and I believe that the devil would have pointed the finger at God and said, hold on, hold on. He hasn't been suffering like they did if Christ did not suffer on the cross. Mm. He, he, he had nails born. He had he bore nails. They bore nails in his hand. He felt pain like we did, both physical and emotional. Okay. His disciples left him. Mm. You know, people spat on him, whipped him. Yeah. You know, it, it was terrible. He suffered like we do. Yeah. Oh, worse, yeah. I would uh, say. Yeah. <laughs> one thing came to my mind is that one of the reasons why God saw fitting to have Jesus die as a sacrifice is that he wanted sin to end. And this was the only way out. Now, if there were other options, then Jesus would not have to come and die in my place. Mm. If yeah. 
if maybe you know we could find another solution that wouldn't involve that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know for sure the angels would be really really just prompt to go i'll go i'll go mm-hmm. i'll go and die yeah but no it's not enough yeah and god saw it fitting because he wanted to get rid of sin he wanted to set us free and that's the only way Amen. Amen. Uh, i'm 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 looking back at the first text that you read, Hebrews 2, verse 14 through um, 18. Through 18. Yeah, well, I'm well. looking at verse 15. Um, remember that when I started out, we talked about um, we need to die, so we need a substitute yes. for death. Yes. It says, you know, Jesus died to release those who, through fear of death, were all their life subjected to bondage. What is the, most, the, the thing that people fear the most? To die. To die. A lot of Christians come to Jesus because what? They don't want to go to hell and die forever. You see? Uh, they want to go to heaven and live forever. They don't want to go to hell and die. Or believe in something better. Yeah. yeah. But the thing is, sometimes so, so a lot of people, because I remember when I, when I, you know, I give my life to Jesus, is the, the, the first reason is that I didn't want to die. I didn't want to go to hell. I was afraid of death. And when we live with that constant fear, we do a lot of crazy stuff. Mm. You know, we try to please God. We try to do things that we think that would keep us from hell. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> you know, so, and, and sometimes we live on the borderline. We try to say, mm-hmm. okay, how much can I do to stay away from hell, mm-hmm. but still be a part of the world? You know, mm-hmm. how much can I meddle in sin, but still not, not go to hell? To pass yeah, what's the minimum? <laughs> but it says, so, but Jesus died. And the assurance of Jesus' death is that I don't have to die. So if I accept Jesus' death, I have no fear mm-hmm. whatsoever. Amen. So now I don't live with a constant bondage of fear. I live freely knowing that his death is sufficient for Perfect me. Love Perfect love casts out all Perfect fear. Perfect love casts out all fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Profound. Ricardo, I w- want you to read for us Isaiah chapter f- 53. Isaiah chapter 53 from verses 5 through 12. He was wounded for our transgressions. Mm. He was bruised for our iniquities. Mm. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. By his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. Mm. Mm. He was oppressed. He was afflicted. Yet he opened not his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before the sharer he was silent and so he opened not his mouth he was taken from prison and from judgment and who will declare his generation for he was cut off from the land of the living for the transgression of my people he was stricken mm. in one of our um, Hebrew class yeah. we, we um, went through Isaiah 53 mm-hmm. and when you read a text in Hebrew you get even a more intense I almost cried in that class because it shows you how the suffering servant Jesus the suffering servant how much he been through the text it text says that he was so marred that the image what he been through mm-hmm. no human being should go through that and because of that the people they look at him and turn away their eyes it's like no it is too mm-hmm. degrading to look at and that's what it takes says that he was so bruised that we behold him smitten and we turn away our faces because no human being should go through um, um what jesus went through mm-hmm. 
And when you look at the cross and what Jesus went through on the cross, mm. it's like, I wouldn't want to go through that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Movies try to depict the suffering of Christ uh, in the last 24 hours of his, his, his life, but I don't think they've even come close. And, and, and this is why I wonder, do we spend enough time pondering, thinking about the last minutes of Jesus Christ, his suffering and death? Do you? Uh, what do you think about? What is, what is probably the first or the most impacting period of God's sacrificial atonement for our sins in those last final hours? What, what comes to your mind, Morse? One of the first things that comes to mind, wow, it's a powerful question. Um, I'd have to say when he says it is finished. Mm. Now we know that he was, he's going to ascend into heaven and go into a heavenly sanctuary and, you know, mediate for us in the most holy place. But he says it is finished. We read Genesis chapter, when reading Genesis chapter three, we see that Adam and Eve sinned and then Christ, excuse me, God, you know, he basically gave them a covering. And if you study that uh, chapter furthermore, even more, you'll see that there's sort of a great controversy theme mm -hmm. going on, a battle between good versus evil. And at the cross, we can see that battle finishing out. We can see that Christ finally made it to the cross and he died and he was our sacrifice for us. So when he says it is finished, I think about my sins when I reflect on the cross being done. When I accept Jesus in my heart, I no longer have to live with anxiety. I no longer have to live with fear. I no longer, ha I no longer have to live a sinful lifestyle. All that's done because I'm a new person in Jesus Christ because he died and suffered on the cross for me. It's wow. finished. You know, our perception of things around us, our perception of reality is highly dependent on our senses. And we many times tend to, to see or imagine uh, Jesus and the suffering and the picture, but there's also all that is going inside, mm -hmm. all the suffering, the anguish that is going inside. And, and also along that line, we many times tend to think about Jesus and his suffering, but there's also the suffering of the Father and the yeah. Holy Spirit. Mm. Yeah. We cannot imagine how close is the relationship or the dynamics within the Trinity. Now to have Jesus Christ down on the cross, that's huge. Not only for Jesus, but also for the Father and for the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was a really Amen. deep thing. And the thing, thing that he, when, it, when he was there, you know, people were mocking him like, you know, save yourself. You know, if you think you're God, if hmm. you say you're the Son of God, save yourself. I would tell you if it, if it w was me, uh, I would show some people something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I would come down and you know strike some people. But um, because of the way that God loves us, and He knows that you know Jesus knows that He had to do this, because if He doesn't do this, then we would have to die for ourselves. Yeah. And if we die for ourselves, then there's no hope of eternal life. Yeah. So He had to. He had to go through all that emotional pain you know people re you know jeering him and mocking him and all those things and he said you know what despite all of that i have to keep focused on my mission and that my mission is that because i love these people so much even though they are making fun of me i'm going to still die for them and that's you know that's yeah, that's, that's something that you can't <laughs> that's powerful <laughs> yeah you know thinking about that ricardo 
I think about the fact that if we believe that Christ's death freed us, you know, why is it so easy to put our prayer life on autopilot? You know, I say that because when I think about, and, I'm, and, and the reason I bring it up is when you think about what Jesus had to endure in his last hours on earth uh, before his death and sacrifice for us, um, I think about the Garden of Gethsemane in John chapter 17 when it speaks about the three prayers that, God, uh, that Christ prayed for us. He prayed for the disciples. Of course, he prayed for himself. And then he prayed for us That's that we would, be, we would be one in him. But I'm thinking in that moment when we hear that Jesus, he, he bled, sweat, mm -hmm. because he knew the resistance he would need in order to bear our sufferings. Because remember now, he wasn't doing it in the divine power, mm -hmm. but in human power. Mm -hmm. And every step of the way, I think deep down inside, he was praying. When everybody was telling him to speak, he was praying. Mm -hmm. So why is it that we feel as if when we suffer as Christians, it is okay? I'm not saying you, but maybe sometimes we want to put our prayer life on autopilot. You know what I mean? Like those prayers that mom and dad taught us at the, the table and grandma and grandpops taught us on our knees just out of ritual. Mm -hmm. But it still feels as if it's autopilot and not heartwarming. Mm -hmm. how, how is it that it's so easy to slip into that ritual uh, i think probably well probably is because what you know when we just pray normally we're not really going through anything we just pray because we are in, you know we are told to pray or we grow up as christians and and you know we we're supposed to pray and that's why you know i i pray the king james version mm -hmm. you know oh father thou art you know wonderful and but when i'm in my situation when i have an exam to do and I didn't have time to study mm -hmm. and I really have to organize with God I don't know I don't even know English I pray in German, I pray in Patwa mm -hmm. yeah and I said Lord you know say <laughs> you know and I started to talk real Jamaican Patwa and somebody here me say, you know that's disrespectful you can't talk to God that way but it's because I'm agonizing I'm desperate and I'm in a situation where I really really need God and I think the reason why we, most times we don't pray that often or we don't pray with sincerity is because we don't really need God when we're praying sometimes. We mm -hmm. just, you know, we're just praying because, yeah, we're going to get up in the morning, we're supposed to pray. And, you know, you're going to eat your meal, you're supposed to pray. You're going to sleep, you're supposed to pray. Mm -hmm. But when we are in that desperate situation mm -hmm. where we really need God because there is no way we can do it to ourselves, okay. that's when we pray. Mm -hmm. With Jesus as our sacrifice, we may be sure that, well, Two things, we have to depend on him, but also we don't need to depend on ourselves. Mm -hmm. That means we can count on him. Okay. So whatever situation we go through, we have somebody to count on so we can feel safe and assured. Yeah. In what ways is the uncertainty of the believers at the time of Christ similar to us today? Sometimes we get caught up in routine or even in uh, our own religion yeah. that is not necessarily God's um, way of doing things but if we really let him guide us we may not live in uncertainty but in certainty of salvation in Jesus and if you would like to join us in the discussion visit our Facebook page 
off the link of our website at www.sabbatschoolu.org. That's www.sabbatschool, the letter U, dot org. For Sabbath School University, I'm Brendan Albury. We'll see you next week.